Today's show is sponsored by TheMultiOrgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiOrgasmicMama.com. Welcome back, Hot Mamas. It's Tilly here. And today I have another special guest for you that I wanted to bring on. You might be wondering why I'm bringing on all of these amazing women to the podcast when I usually just get up here and start sharing different how-tos and processes to improve your sex life and your relationship. Well, the reason that I am bringing them on is to show you that when you actually do the work, when you actually say yes to yourself and show up, and put in the effort, things change. That acquiring more information, learning about things, and bringing awareness to yourself are very important processes of your healing journey, but that is not the healing itself. I often struggle with the fact that I get up here and tell you all about the awareness and bring you to the realization of what problems you might have. Because I know that just being aware of your issues and your problems is not what transforms them. The thing that does is when you actually say yes and do the work. And that takes a lot of courage and heart. So for all of those that have said yes, I have brought them on to this podcast to share. I had literally no idea that so many of them would want to proclaim it to from the mountaintops that every woman on the planet should do my coaching program. And I know that not every woman on the planet can, but I just want to show you what is possible for you when you decide, when you finally decide that you've had enough and you stop making excuses for yourself about why you can't do this now. So I am bringing on to you our youngest member of the Essentially Embodied Woman group coaching program ever, Shalita. So Shalita is going to share all with you about her journey in the program. And at the end, I want to just preface it before, so you hear it again after her interview, but I have a special request from you all of my listeners. Thank you so much for listening, by the way. I don't take it for granted um, that you show up here and listen to me every week. It's so amazing to hear from you all. And I want to hear from more of you because I don't have any way of knowing who actually listens to my podcast. Right now, we're at about 6,000 listens a month of the podcast, and I have no idea who you are. So I would love if you would go to Instagram, if you are on Instagram, and find me, follow me at Tilly.Storm, and send me a DM. Send me a DM letting me know how you found out about the podcast, what you love most about it, and what you're struggling with that you listen in for. I would love, love, love if you did that because I'm trying to learn more about you all and what you want and need from the podcast. So that would really help me. And also it would be a way for us to meet and actually get to know each other. So it doesn't feel like I'm just literally talking into a microphone every week because it is a little weird sometimes. Anyway, head to Instagram 
follow me at tilly.storm and send me a DM letting me know how'd you find out about the podcast? What did you love most about it? And what are you struggling with that you listen for? And in the meantime, here is Shalita. Welcome back, Hot Mamas. It's Tilly here. And today I have another special guest with us, Miss Shalita. Hey, Shalita, how you doing? Hi, hi. I am good. I am good. So everyone, hello here. I'm Shalita and I'm from Bangkok, Thailand. And uh, I'm 24, going to be 25 next month. And um, I work in a corporate job and I'm a consultant. Great to be here with everyone. Amazing. Thanks for sharing a little bit about you. I love how when you sign up for this program, you're like, yes, I'm 24. And I'm like, yes, this is our <laughs> official, specially embodied woman. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, what is it that sparked your desire to join a program like this? Um, well, so I'm going to start with like how I got into it from the beginning. So I, I knew I wanted to do something about Tantra. I knew I wanted to learn about jet genetics. And I, I was just like going through YouTube and Google and I was like, I can't learn about it just watching these videos. Like, I need someone to talk to me. <laughs> you know, like, there needs, there needs to be more to the information. I can't just insert something in and know I'm doing it right. <laughs> and then I, I Googled, like, you know, Tantra, Ajetic, and then somehow your website and your program popped up. And then I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And then I went to listen to your podcast, and I connected, and I tuned in to, like, you know, your energy. And I felt I really, even before we had our first call, I felt really, really safe and really, really nurtured just listening to your podcast. And this is like before you get in, before I even started listening about the content, it's just the way you talk or the, the way your voice, the way you articulate things. It, it really makes me feel like you are a really, really nurturing woman and you genuinely want to almost like, it's, it's not even coaching, it's more like a giving, like you want to give your heart out to people. And I really felt that from you and that's why I connected with you. And then this is so far has been even more than I asked for when I first joined. Yeah. That's my honest answer. I never told you that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm, so lovely to hear kind words. <laughs> well, other than being Tantra and JDEG curious, what were you struggling with in your sex life, relationships, love life before we started the program? Um, so I actually, um, when I was younger when I was in university I, I was in a very codependent relationship and I it was it was beautiful I learned a lot from it I grew so much from it but it was also very toxic because we were both just projecting our own fears and insecurity on each other and it became very very toxic and I knew that there was there was a lot of issues with boundary there was a lot of issue with um, not honoring uh, our own will and not honoring another another person's consent 
not just on bed, but in pretty much everything in life, because like we were both very insecure people and we needed like someone to be there and say, I'm doing something and this is supposed to confirm something about your identity or something that fulfills you. Right. And, and that was really toxic. And that I, we broke up a long, many years ago. It was a long time before we started this journey, the essentially embodied woman together. But there were still a lot of trauma in me. There was still a lot of, I, you know, unless I am a certain way, I am not a desirable woman. Unless I don't do some, un- unless I do something, then uh, that pleases him. Unless I am a certain way, then I am not good. And that was pretty big. And that was stopping me from, from fully engaging in life, not just, you know, not just with other romantic partners, but just in life. And I felt like it's not fair. It's not fair on me. It's not fair on other people around me because I deserve the best version of me and they deserve the best version of me. And I need to do something about that. And I feel like um, this program, it's not just about a better connection with sex life. It's a better connection with ourselves because how we ask for what we want on bed is pretty much how we ask for what we want in life. And that has changed drastically since I started this program with you. Mm. Oh, yay. I'm excited to get into <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> I'm excited to get into the details. Yeah. And I always found it so amazing how much awareness Shalita has had. And she's probably the wisest 24 year old I've ever met in my life. (laughs) She's so mm, just aware of inner psychology and workings of herself like she had this awareness before she even came into the program which is so cool uh, because I feel like that helped you helped your results to be even more epic but you also had like a lot of family trauma and family dynamics that were really affecting you from what yes. I yeah do you want to speak to that a little bit um ooh, let me think which aspect there's a lot of it. <laughs> Um, so first of all, just to, to go very high level, I'm Thai and anyone who's Asian will understand that traditional Asian culture is very restricted. <laughs> it's like sex is very shameful. As a woman, you're not, you're not supposed to talk about sex. If you talk about sex, you're shameful. Uh, woman, um, it's it's ingrained patriarchy is ingrained in everything in Asian culture. So anyone who's Asian, raised in a very traditional Asian family would understand. Um, so coming to Thai culture, right? Um, everything has always been about the man, and everything is about seniority. So you can't like are debating is considered you talking back to adults. So you can't really say anything. You kind of just have to nod and say yes. <laughs> and and that's that doesn't really allow for room to grow in, in any way because you're not allowed to explore anything, right? And this is this is not just my family. This is this is the culture itself. And um 
my my mother uh, is really really uh, what's the word to use? She's a really really traditional Thai woman in the sense that I remember that was during the program. I remember that was one day that. Um, it was a weekend, and I remember I, I normally I live in um, an apartment, and I told my mom, "Mom, please don't come over this weekend." I just said that, like, like you can come at any time, any day. Just do not come this particular weekend. I remember saying that. I was very clear about it, and I don't normally say that. And the reason why I said that is because you know I work a full time job, and on weekends, you don't always have time to rest. Sometimes on certain weeks, weekends, you have to do chores, right? And on some weekends, you just need to rest because you work so hard during the weekdays. And there's not every weekend where I can just dedicate this to myself, doing what I want, or just fully being me and allowing myself to just rest and not have to talk to anyone. You know, it's, it's my time to recharge. And I, I don't have the luxury of having that time every single weekend. And that was the reason why I said, mom, please don't come over. And then she came and I was so mad. And I, I remember I was trying to be very reasonable, but I was really mad. And I, I didn't shout at first, but I did later because she started shouting at me, but we'll go into that. I, I told my mom that mom, you're disrespecting me. This is my time. I have specifically asked for it, for you not to come. Why are you here? You are disrespecting me. And she went into like, she started crying and she went in and she started shouting at me and she, she started losing it. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to try to calm down. And then later I lost it as well. And she said, you know, I, I, I gave birth to you. You came from my body. I, you were inside me for nine months. How dare you talk like this to me? And I was, and I was like, Mom, um, I made it very clear for you not to come, and you came, and therefore you disrespecting me. I am not making any random accusations on you. There's a reason, and I explained to her that this is my time. And then she was like. No, I am your mom. Therefore, you do not treat me this way. And then I remember asking her back, right? Because she's the kind of person who runs around, pleases everyone, does everything for everyone. And I ask her, so there's dad, and then there's me, and then there's grandma, and then there's cousin number one, cousin number two, cousin number three, all the people you have to please. Where are you? Where the hell are you, mom? And I remember just being very, um, being very, aggressive on asking that question. I was like, where the hell are you? And she couldn't answer me. Mm. And I, I kept asking, like, where the hell are you? Where's, where's your one hour every day or one or two hours every week? Where the hell is that? That is something you need to protect. And I'm protecting me, mine as well. And she didn't understand that. She just said, everyone else's happiness is my happiness. And I was like, okay, mom, that's where we differ. So you can see here that it's a culture that really values collectivism and going around pleasing everyone. And it was very hard to, to even, you know, exist without, but, you know, without not, without being under that collectivism, it's almost like if you do not exist under some kind of system that they subscribe to, you do not exist to them at all. And it's not personal. It's not that my mom doesn't love me. It's just the system that runs in the culture. And it's on like a generational, intergenerational level. It's not just my family. 
Yeah. So yeah. Very interesting stuff. I remember that one of your biggest struggles was around being able to share your truth. Yes. Well, as someone who has a truth different from your upbringing and definitely around sexuality too, is that, you know, your sexuality is the, the way that you view it as, you know, a, an asset and something that you can be fully expressed in as opposed to the culture that seeks to repress it and all this and yes. your boundaries. And because of your upbringing, the, lack of boundaries was a big thing. So when you speak of this, I know that this was one of your huge wins was being able to stand up to your mom and be like, share your truth with her. Like, actually, no, this is my time. And to be able to set that boundary, that was amazing. Yes. Yes. It's, it's something pretty new to me and I'm still learning to the different ways to navigate through this and do this. And I think one, one more very important thing I want to share is, um, an experience I had with sexual harassment. And I, I think this is this can be a powerful story for, for a lot of other women. Um, so this, what happened is, um, I, someone from my workplace, uh, after dinner, uh, we, had, we had work dinner, and he offered to send me back to my apartment. And in Thai culture, it's completely normal for friends or for someone older than you to send you home. Like, it's a completely normal thing. It's, a, it's like an elderly or someone older taking care of a younger person. It's completely normal, just to put that out. And so I was like, okay, come. And then he, he wouldn't leave. <laughs> he tried to come up to my room, and I was like, what, wait, what, no? Like, what's going on? And then I, I started trying to, like, joke around about, you know, this and that, just to lighten up the mood, just to be funny. But he wouldn't leave. But at the time, I, I couldn't really speak up. Like, I, I was, internally, I was, do, do, I, do I shout at him? Do I tell him to go home? Do I, like, what do I do? Like, wait, but he's older than me. Wait, but I need to respect him. Wait, but, and it was all this seniority thing that came up, right? And then he tried, he started touching me and like trying to like pull me close. And I was like, wait, what, like, what do I do? Do I just slap him? Like, wait, no, but he's someone at work. And you know, all these kind of like thoughts came up because I was in, in a culture where you are told that adults are all elder people are always right. And you're not supposed to talk back. It's ingrained. It's, it's there. It was really there. And it really showed up when I was going through that situation mm-hmm. and like, you know, you can't talk back, you can't respect and uh, you have to respect older people. And this, you know, this thing of like, I'm, I'm, I'm born in a very, like my family is a very extended family. Like I live in, I live in a house where like my cousin, like, there's three houses in one wall or four houses in one wall. And then, many different cousins living together and then you drive 10 minutes it's another cousin's house it's another 10 minutes it's another cousin's house so it's like a very extended family and I was kind of brought up in a way that like I was always I always had to be pleasant I always had to be nice if an adult wants to kiss my sheet I need to let them whether I like it or not if I say no it's rude I need to allow like if an adult wants to hug me wants to touch me wants me to whatever I need to 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 say yes or else it's rude to an adult and i think even though it comes from a place of love what it was teaching me on a you know on on the mind of a young girl growing up is 
you, you, you can't say no. Mm-hmm. You, you can't like, even if my body tells me I don't like this adult, they haven't really made, you know, rapport with me. I don't really trust this elder person yet. We've just met a few times, but if they want to hug me, I need to let them. It's telling me that I can establish my own boundaries and it's an added, like it, it's an extra layer of like boundary issues because I'm brought up in a very extended family. Like not every Thai person is brought up in this kind of extended family. So for some people, it's just mom, dad, and children, you know, and in a very long time, see cousins. That's not me. I see my cousins every single week when I was young. So it was like very intense, like always have to be nice, always have to smile and being the center of attention because I'm the first, I'm the first granddaughter you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually the first grandchild of my, of my grandma. So it was like everyone attention on me and it was like too much, you know? And so when it, when I, when it translated into, uh, and a situation where there's an elder person from work harassing me, I, I couldn't say no. Cause inside it's like, no, but this person's older than me. This person's older than me. And it was kind of very subconscious. Like it, it wasn't something I could didn't know how to navigate at the time. And then it took me a really long time to come back and, and, and really understand that, you know, it's not, you can't, you know, to, to make it the sound of a, a clap, you know, you, you need two hands. Right. And so it wasn't just his doing, I contributed to the sexual harassment situation by not sh- being strong in my boundaries. Had I been stronger, the situation would have been different. It might still have happened, but it would have been very different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been so silent in that situation. And um, doing this, you know, and then we started working on this course together. And I remember um, during the course, I, I, I came home one time and then there was a cousin gathering and an elderly man, like he, he like, yeah, an elderly man in my family he mistook me for another cousin. So he thought I was someone else. And then he kind of like jumped at me and, and, and held me from the back, like just jump at me and, and, and wrap his arms around me from the back. And I was just like, like, what the hell? Like what, what's going on? Like who's jumping at me? I was shocked, you know? And he saw me and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I mistook you for another cousin. And I just turned around and I just said very calmly and very assertively, even with not without thinking at all. It just came from like a really deep place inside. I just said, you do not touch my body without my consent. And I just kept repeating that. And inside it, I didn't say it out loud, but what I was thinking was that I don't care how old you are, how young you are. I don't care what gender you are. If, I, if you don't have my consent, you have no right to touch my body. Mm-hmm. And I just kept repeating that until he said, sorry. That was kind of really huge for me as well. Yeah. I, I really wanted to share that with you and, the rest of the world, whoever is listening to this. Yeah, you, you have the right to your own body. You have the right to, to everything in your life that is yours. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> a vulnerable story like that. I remember when that happened. <laughs> that was a really, really big win for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and it was really interesting because um, that – that elderly um, cousin, uh, the, he's, he's, he's a uh, male cousin. That elderly male cousin 
few years ago, he was the one who went to my mom and he said to my mom, you know, your daughter is very competent. She's such a smart person. It's a shame she's not born a man. If she's a man, you would have been able to worry less about her. And I was like, wow, how dare you say that about me? You are disrespecting everything that is me because I am a woman. And, and you know, a few years later, for me to be able to say that to him, that you don't touch my body without my consent, it's just huge. Mm. I, I didn't even know, it, like, I wasn't thinking about that, you know, paradox, that storyline when it was happening. I was just standing in my power. And I thought about it later. Whoa, you actually said that to my mom a few years ago. You were like totally looking down on on everything that makes you you. You were looking down on your mother. You were looking down on your grandmother. You were looking down to your sisters and and all the on all your daughters and all the women that will come after you. It's just he doesn't even know that because it's it's ingrained in the system. He thought it was love. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shalita smashing the patriarchy in Thailand. Just <laughs> <laughs> start somewhere, babe. <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah. Oh, Gently I'm... smashing. <laughs> what was that? Gently smashing. Yeah. Gently smashing. Exactly. Yeah. Freaking the fuck out of people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a new terminology I've been using with my friends. You know, like strong women, strong ladies. We would be sharing our stories, and we would just go, "Yeah, I, I look forward to hearing your stories on how you freak the fuck out of people by just being you." <laughs> like this was our conversation. I, I thought it's interesting to share, like just by being powerful and just sitting in our own power. Let, like, let's go around freaking the fuck out of people. <laughs> That's about a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm curious what some of your biggest wins and breakthroughs were on doing the course, because I <laughs> always try to explain. I had had one, one woman tell me once that her orgasm wasn't worth $3,000. And it always perplexes me about how when you work on your sexuality, it's so much more than just sex as y'all all have heard from Shalita so far like it's so much like she's barely even talked about sex <laughs> like, yeah yeah I'm like totally agreeing like sex isn't is an aspect that comes with this but it's beyond that right it's it's about you it's about who you are and owning yourself and claiming that your sexuality fucking belongs to you and you do it for you. And if there's, you know, a man or a woman you want to share that with, that's fine. That's a bonus, but it's fucking for you. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I, that's what I got to embody here in this course. So yeah, sex is a part of it, but it's, it's way beyond that. Right. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I see it for me and for my own experience. Yeah. So you're sharing with me a little before we got on about how your, one of your best wins from this was your inner relationship. Your yes. Relationship with yourself. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. So, um, well, in life, there's, there's many different aspects of us, right? There's a version of us that is the career-driven woman. And there's a version of us that sometimes just want to stay home and, and bake shit all day. <laughs> 
there's and sometimes there's a version of us that you know wants to create wants to craft the artistic version of us right there's so many different versions of us but i wasn't able to fully connect to the central aspect of me it was kind of like like i know you're there but I, i can't quite hear you or i can't quite connect to you like we, we gotta build a bridge you know like we, we gotta like we gotta work on both sides you know <laughs> to really connect and really communicate and work on this relationship it's a little bit rocky you know so um i felt like i had to rep- repress a lot of my sensuality a lot of my voice and and again there's many different voices right there's many different versions of us many different aspects and there's many different voices but the voice of my sensuality i wasn't really able to connect and really able to hear her and i felt like i needed to work on that there's so many things that was inhibiting or that was repressing me and i'm not like putting it out on everyone else and blaming the world no yes there are a lot of things that are cultural but there are also things that are mine there's things that are my decision on how i choose to to you know the story i choose to make out of different situations in my life and how it has impacted me and that's my own doing as well you know i'm not just putting it out there and blaming it and pointing fingers there it's a it's a co-creation you know i there are things that i've done upon myself as well and i and i need to take responsibility for that and i wanted to be able to hear her i wanted to be able to understand her more and um i i can say now that i am able to to connect with her more and i think this re- you know it's a relationship that you have to that you're going to have to be working on for the rest of your life because your relationship with yourself and all the different aspects of yourself is something that changes over time and you need to work on it you know maybe one in in a certain phase of your life you'll work on certain aspects and in another phase of your life it will be a different aspect you know when you're a mom it might be different aspects you need to work on and and it's different for everyone but at least for me i see it as this is like a door opener on on creating and building a relationship with my own sensuality but it's something i'm going to have to be working on for the rest of my life so i'm not you know it's this course for me is amazing it has opened up so many things for me but it's it's not like oh my life is going to be perfect after this no i'm going to have to be working on myself for the rest of my life it's not like a lottery ticket and then you get it and then it's over right and for me i feel like you know i now have more in my toolbox like before it i would have like red and yellow and green i'm just making it up but now i have like my sensuality what what color should we give to it Pink. orange or let's say orange like so now i have orange in my toolbox as well and and now i can choose when i want to connect to orange when i want to connect to my own set my own sensuality and maybe another time in another situation i might want to use the color blue and i might say sensuality i'm going to put you back in the box i'm going to take blue out because i'm going to need this you know and now i have i have more in my toolbox that i can use in how i deal and navigate through life yeah So it's not like oh, I'm going to be sexual all the time. Go to work and be super sensual. No, it's not like that. <laughs> it would be it would be fun to do that, but no. <laughs> yeah, it's about having access to it. And that's what Yeah. Yes. Like uh, growing up we want all the 
112 color, colored color pencil box, but <laughs> <laughs> when there's only eight, we're like, oh, <laughs> and it's like you used all 112, but you sure love having access to it. And sexuality is absolutely a piece that we want access to frequently because it's such a huge part of our life. And it's so important. Yeah. Beautiful. Were there any other big breakthroughs or wins that you got that you'd like to share with us? I remember before um, this call, you asked me the question, um, what is now possible for me? Mm -hmm. I have unlocked so many things that are now possible for me. I, before this, I was very like rigid and I I probably still am, (laughs) but I'm a lot less rigid now, but I, I, I would, I would, I don't know how to relax. And it might sound like, oh, just go meditate. Like, no, I really don't know how to relax. Like I'm always like up in my head or like doing something or like needing, like I'm always needing to be doing something. Right. And it's coming from a place of thought of like a very like, go, 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 checklist, tick, 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 right? And I know that this kind of, this way of being can be useful in certain situations. But if that's the only go-to thing you have, it's so toxic. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much how I've been. And I didn't know how to fully relax and be in my own body. When I say relax, I don't mean just sleeping on the couch or on the bed. I mean, be in my own body and just fucking feel how my body feels, right? And I didn't know how to do that. And with all the tools and um, the, the knowledge and the wisdom that you've shared, I am now able to drop into myself and connect to myself on a much more embodied place. Like it's not just coming from my head. I feel it in my womb. I feel it in my body. And it has made so many things possible for me. I want to reference a conversation I had with a friend that I think can be useful um, to to the woman listening here. Um, She was telling me, um, you know, before when she was doing yoga, she said she had a very hateful relationship with her own body she said that when she would do yoga she would look at the man or you know like a 70 year old man and be like oh you think you're better than me and 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 this kind of hateful you know um cycle thought would just continue and she would just be hating on her own body and if she makes uh, a plan to to exercise and if she doesn't follow through she'll just be like having this hateful conversation with herself And she says, now she wants to restart this. Now she wants to go, if you want to exercise, do it because it feels good in my body. If you want to exercise, do it because you love your body and you want to nurture your body, not because you want to judge your body. And and eat because you want to eat, because it makes, be, be in the sensation, feel the sensation. And I was like, whoa, that's, that's embodiment. That is sensuality. You know, it's. I, I want to move because my body wants to feel feel good because I want to move something through my body. There's an energy or there's an emotion that wants to move. I want to dance, not because I want to look good on the outside and have people look at me, but 
because I want to connect with me and, and just allow myself to be, you know, and whatever I feel in the moment, just, just do it. Just, just move, just allow it to move through your body. You know, and I was so stagnant before this, nothing could have moved through me. Everything was like one through three, four, five, like everything was so like fixed. And, and now I'm able to flow. And I guess that's something really huge. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to do that. But it's, it's, it's really huge for me. I, I guess that's something I want to share. Mm. And, and had six months ago, I, I wouldn't have understood that conversation, that, you know, that specific message my friend was talking about I would just say no but you need to exercise you need to do like one two three four if you love your body you need you need to do exactly as you plan out right read the book this is what the doctor says I would have I would have gone in that route you know but now I'm like yeah it's good to have all that information but I'm human and I love me and I'm just gonna flow you know I would have never I wouldn't have received that message from my friend, the way I am have received it, you know, recently, six months ago. So yeah, I think that's pretty big, and and I I really want to celebrate and share that. Hell yeah, that's amazing! <laughs> I love it. That's why it's called really embody. Yeah, I see you like dancing, and I see you like just sharing about your own celebrations and just you know just owning it and if you're and if you're not happy just say yeah I'm going through a tough time and if you're happy just fucking celebrate it and and when I see that you know in you I'm like oh someone someone can do that someone can own their sexuality and enjoy and dance the fuck off (laughs) you know just just enjoy and so you're kind of like a reference point that I can go to and I think that's that's so good. And, and what, I, what I really love about you, I know you didn't ask about this, but I, I just, I just want to talk <laughs> because I'm more central now and I want to talk. No? <laughs> what I want to really say is that there's a lot of people out there that preach and they go, one, two, three, four, do this, do that, do this, do that. But you're not like that. You know, you, you really embody it and you really do it in your own life. And you don't, judge in a way that you allow people to be exactly as they are and you invite them to grow and change it's not like oh what you're doing is wrong and it's bad and you need to change now or else you're in trouble no you're you you appreciate their past you appreciate the way they've been and you integrate it into their own story you know it's it's not like oh you've been traumatized let's Remove all that and and create a completely new identity. You don't do that. You do it in a way that honor your traumas, honor your lessons. It has made you who you are. It has made you strong. It has given you opportunities to grow and learn in different ways. And now let's see where we can move from here. And it's like, it's a very beautiful journey. And the way you approach it, it is so, it's so gentle, but it's so powerful. And I I really want to, Thank you for that. Because I've met a lot of people who are like hardcore, tough love, like, you know, they hit you really hard. And if you don't change, you know, you, you're kind of doing something wrong. And, and that's not, I mean, sometimes that that is needed. Sometimes that can be useful. 
But to do that all the time, I think it's a re- it's a very hateful relationship. And I don't see you doing any of that. And I I really want to thank you for that. Mm. Honestly, from from I don't know, from my heart, from my womb, somewhere really deep down. <laughs> I just really want to thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, going to war with yourself is not beneficial in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this whole journey is about honoring where you're at and being okay with it and stopping the critical, judgy thoughts that are judging where you are right here, right now, because that's only keeping you where you are right here, right now, which is something that you don't want anymore, which is why people sign up to do stuff like this. So, <laughs> you. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Absolutely. Beautiful. And I am curious. What type of person would you recommend doing a program like this? Like who do you see would most benefit from it? Hmm. Let me really think about that. Anyone who's willing. No, it's not, it's not, it's not for anyone. No, this is not for anyone. (laughs) Definitely not for anyone. This is not for everyone. This is for this is for warriors. I'm going to be honest. This is for, for warrior goddesses, for women who are willing to grow, for women who are willing to say, fuck that. Let me, let me learn. Let me grow. It's going to be painful, but it's going to be worth it. Let me sit with my pain. Let me honor my pain. Let me honor my journey. Let me, let me turn the light on and really see what I've been trying to hide. This is not for every woman. This is for warriors. And, you know, Tilly, you have so many tools and assets to share, but ultimately, you, you know, as a participant, you only get as much as you put in. Mm-hmm. You know, like the tools can be like, an amazing tool but if you're not there if you're not present if you're not fully in it if you're not making space if you're not making time if you're not fully honoring your journey if you're not fully dedicating to you you're not going to get much out of it you know and that's my honest answer so this isn't for everyone this is this is for warriors yeah who are willing to do the work yes who are willing to do the work Right. It's not like I can give you all this stuff in the world, but if you don't use what you're being given, then I can't help you. And I'd say like, I love how you said that my approach is gentle and everything, but I, I find, and I've heard it reflected back to me and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I'm very adamant about y'all continuing to do your practices. And if anyone gets off the track or falls off the wagon, which it happens, right? (laughs) Like you see it happen in the group and it's, I'm, I'm pretty good about pushing you to, okay, can you get back up and press play and do it again? You know, because yes, you're going to fall off the wagon every now and then you're not going to want to do your practices when you meet the resistance and you have fear about doing something or you just feel freaking uncomfortable doing one of the things I'm telling you to do. But if you can just press play and push yourself to just do that one little thing, it's always about, can I just press play? 
It's not about, can I actually just like do the whole thing and do it perfect? I don't fucking care if you do the whole thing and do it perfect, but you just have to be able to love yourself enough to go in and give yourself the opportunity to do it in the first place. Yes. The consistency. I love that. Yeah. Cool. And what's one of your favorite aspects of the program? I didn't, I didn't ask you that before, but I'm curious to hear what's one of your favorite things about the program. Actually, I, I, you know, I thought of that a long time ago, but I never really shared. I think it's about the group energy. Mm-hmm. It's the group energy. It's hearing other people's story and reflecting it back and understanding that you might grow up in completely different cultures, have completely different experiences, but being a woman is such a universal thing. And there are so many things that we go through and ultimately it boils down to the same theme, to the same wound. It just shows up differently in different cultures but it's ultimately the same thing and to to see that and to realize that wow like I am connected to every single woman in the world because I am a woman it's just so powerful and to know that I'm not alone and other people go through it as well in their own ways and there's other things that I I I haven't gone through that other people have gone through but just to hear it from another sister. I think it's the energy of sisterhood as well, that everyone in the program is, is willing to, to work, is willing to be open, is willing to share, is willing to receive another person's story. And I think that has created, that is so fascinating. And, and to see someone grow, you know, I, I remember like, um, I'm not going to say her name because <laughs> I don't know if she wants to share, but um, one of our, um, participants right um she she was she said she was a very manipulative person and she was manipulating her husband for a really long time because she doesn't know how to ask for what she wants in an honest way she doesn't know how to really stand in her own power and ask for what she wants so it comes across as a manipulation and and then and, and I, I remember her saying, like, with, you know, sex, she, you know, and all the partners she has had in her life, it has always been about pleasing the man. There was never once a time she has done it for herself, for her own pleasure, for her, for her own body. And I don't know what she did. I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know what she did, but it was throughout the course. In another group call, her face was literally glowing. Like, and I wasn't even on that call. I was watching a replay, you know, but her face was literally glowing. And I was like, what the hell did you do? (laughs) You're like a completely different person. Your face is glowing. And, and to see someone and witness someone in their own journey, you know, as one sister watching a journey of another sister, I think that is very powerful as well. Mm. And it's very comforting and it's very confirming that you know we're all going through this together and maybe we're working on different themes different wounds but uh, wounds but it's we're all going through it together and being a woman is such a universal thing yeah oh love that yeah no matter what walk of life you're at you know oh y'all we're such a diverse group of people yes. from all over the world way different ages 
sexuality, gender orientations. Like it was nuts. <laughs> I, I, we run the gamut in this group program. Yeah. Like so cool because even though you're vastly different for many reasons, it's all the same. It's all. The same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have like an American and an Australian and an Asian and a European. <laughs> it's so diverse. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story of your essentially embodied woman journey. I'm so excited for you and for all that's possible for you, Shalita. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with the world. So thank you. Um, thank you for, thank you for just being you. Thank you for creating this platform, you know, whether it's the, the program or whether it's this podcast, you're creating, you know, a platform for women to really embody their own sexuality and own their power. And, and I thank you so much for that. Thank mm-hmm. you. You are changing the world just by being you. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thank you, babe. Thanks so much for listening, Hot Mamas. Quick reminder, go find me on Instagram if you're on Instagram at tilly.storm. Send me a direct message and let me know just a couple things. How did you find out about the podcast? What do you most love about it? And what are you struggling with that you listen in for? I would love to know. And I would just love to get to know more about you and my listeners in general. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. Thank you.